Welcome to our fourth Numbers study in chapter 4 of the book of Numbers. We plan on covering all 49 verses after we begin with the Hibali Hala going out to a brother Tim Daniels. He's been listening on our Rumble radio feed at rumble.com. Brother Tim, here's your Hibali Hala. As we do each study, we send out a Hibbilly holler, I'm a transplanted, transplanted hibbilly. Easy for me to say. From southern Ohio, I was down there yesterday. I uh, got to see those beautiful mountains in Kentucky across the Ohio River when I walk out the front door of my parents' home. And uh, so with this transplanted, transplanted, I don't know why the L, I can't say, transplanted. We'll see if that continues through the whole study. There you go. Uh, your Hibaliala. So let's start with a word of prayer and get into the study. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time in your word, and we thank you for these mouths that we have, and pray you help mine to work. We thank you for the mind you've given us, and that you give us the mind of Christ in your word. We pray that you just help us to study this. And every word is important. Luke 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We just pray you help us to hold on to that attitude, to love every word, and to help us to learn in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to see the instructions for the three families descending from the three sons of Levi that we uh, talked about in the previous chapter. Uh, They all are of Levi, but they're all serving under Aaron, who is the first high priest, and um, what we call the Aaronic priesthood, not ironic, Aaronic, and that's just a term you do well to learn, because you'll hear that if you do much study uh, in the Old Testament especially, but it's important even for New Testament studies and the book of Hebrews and such. But uh, those three sons of Levi are mentioned are Kohath, Gerson, and Merari. And so let's dig right in. Verse, uh, let's go to the first three verses in chapter 4 of the book of Numbers. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, Take the sum of the sons of Kohath from among the sons of Levi, after their families, by their house, um, sorry, by the house of their fathers, from thirty years old and upward, even until fifty years old, all that enter into the host to do the work in the tabernacle of the congregation. So, at my age, I'd be too old for this. Um, I turned fifty uh, in 2019, September. So, um, this is thirty through fifty uh, of the sons of Kohath were those who would work and, and do this work and various reasons for that uh, even into their 20s a lot of people are not fit for responsibility uh, but there's also uh, the under age 30 would have had a lot more uh, responsibility with the family and everything because those their fathers and grandfathers at least up to f- age 50 would be busy in the temple or tabernacle at this point. So there's various reasons you can add them all up as to why God limited um, from age 30 to 50. And I'll be honest with you, uh, uh, one, 
Well, especially once I turn 50, man, my uh, abilities physically have depleted and uh, I have COPD, other things I've mentioned before, but arthritis starts to set in, other injuries and illnesses and things debilitate you and you just never get over some of those things. Uh, so that's why uh, we can figure why God limited uh, the age 30 to 50. But as we read this, a lot of people skip these chapters. But uh, in our Bible reading calendar, my wife and I, among many others, read through that calendar. We don't skip anything. Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And we can see, just I've mentioned this before, but it bears reminding. We can see that this happened and this is real history. This is not mythology as the apostate false teachers claim. And uh, that's one of the main things we get out of all this detail. So beginning of verses 4, let's go through 6. says, And when the camp setteth forward, Aaron shall come and his sons, and they shall take down the covering veil and cover the ark of testimony with it. When it says the camp said for me, they're taking it all down, tearing it down, packing it up to move. They're going to move forward. So verse 6 says, And shall put thereon the covering of badger skins, and shall spread over it a cloth holy of blue, and shall put in the staves thereof. So you can see what they're doing, packing it up. Verse 7, on the, let me stop there. Um, did I skip? Let me read. Verse 5 says, And when the camp setteth forward. Yeah, I did read that. So I skip verse 4. This shall be the service of the sons of Kohath in the tabernacle of the congregation about the most holy things. And when the camp setteth forward, Aaron shall come and his sons, and they shall take down the covering veil and cover the ark of the te testimony with it, and shall put thereon the covering of badger skins, and shall spread over it a cloth holy of blue, and shall put in the staves thereof. So if I seem a little scatterbrained, I don't know why. I feel fine. <laughs> but... Uh, if nothing else, you can see that when you get scattered-brained or a little off uh, in your uh, thinking or whatever, just keep on at it. Uh, I'm not going to stop. You don't stop. Uh, but uh, we just remember that Aaron and Moses are the sons of Amram, and he is the son of Kohath. So Kohath is the father of Amram. Aaron and Moses would then call Kohath Grandpa. <laughs> And that's why you see Aaron and his sons being given specific instructions with the rest of the sons of Kohath. Even though Aaron and his descendants were set apart from Kohath, but the sons of Kohath in general were very important. And uh, uh, as we're reading, only the sons of Kohath who were also descended from Aaron um, could care for the veil, which is what rent into when Jesus died on the cross. Um, and the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, the Raiders of the Lost Ark and all that's about, <laughs> and other important holy furniture and instruments of the tabernacle. As we continue, verses 7 through 10 says, and, the, and upon the table of showbread they shall spread a cloth of blue, and put thereon the dishes and the spoons and the bowls and covers to cover withal, and the continual bread shall be thereon. So you've seen houses where everything's covered with uh, cloth. This would be blue cloth and probably pretty blue and then verse 8 says and they shall spread upon them a, a cloth of scarlet 
and cover the same with the covering of badger skins and shall put in the staves thereof. Um, and verse 9 says, And they shall take a cloth of blue and cover the candlestick of the light and his lamps and his tongs and his stump dishes and all the oil vessels thereof wherewith they minister unto it. Verse 10, And they shall put it and all the vessels thereof with a covering of badger skins and shall put it upon a bar. So you can see that the sons of Kohath uh, descending from Aaron alone, who alone are to serve in the priesthood uh, in the tabernacle, only the, these sons of Kohath from Aaron are allowed to even see these things. Isn't that amazing? Uh, we are priests. Jesus has made us priests, and we shall see him on his throne sitting on the mercy seat, the Ark of the Covenant, we will see him in the Holy of Holies. But only those who are saved and made priests under Jesus Christ will see that. And uh, that's what this pictures. So, uh, the uh, sons of Kohath in general had very important uh, duties, but the sons of Aaron from Kohath were specifically the only ones allowed to see all these things and handle these things. So they were they had to go in and cover it all up and get it ready. But uh, we let's just continue reading verses 11 through 14. It says, And upon the golden altar they shall spread a cloth of blue and cover it with a covering of badger skins and shall put this to the staves thereof. Verse 12, And they shall take all the instruments of ministry wherewith they minister in the sanctuary and put them in a cloth of blue and cover them with a covering of badger skins and shall put them on a bar. And it means that they're going to carry them with these bars, these staves. Uh, verse 12 says, in, um, or verse, I'm sorry, verse 13. Um, did I read 12? 12, and they shall take all the instruments of ministry wherewith they minister in the sanctuary and put them in a the cloth of blue and cover them with a covering of badger skins and shall put them on a bar, verse 13, and they shall take away the ashes from the altar and spread a purple cloth thereon. And then verse 14 says, and they shall put upon it all the vessels thereof wherewith they minister about it, even the censers, the flesh hooks, and the shovels, and the basins, all the vessels of the altar. <laughs> and they shall spread upon it a covering of badger skins and put to the staves of it. So you can just see all these pieces and parts being carried by staves um, and not touched um, by anyone other than the uh, well they weren't even touched they were covered by the sons of Aaron so only after being covered then would the rest of the Kohathites not from Aaron's line would step in to pack these covered items away and carry them as the camp of Israel would move on down uh, wherever they were going in the wilderness. Verse 15 tells us, And when Aaron and his sons have made an end of covering the sanctuary, and all the vessels of the sanctuary, as the camp is to set forward, after that the sons of Kohath shall come to bear it, but they shall not touch any holy thing, lest they die. Though these things are the burden of the sons of Kohath in the tabernacle of the congregation. And... Uh, lest we think that God left something out, we see that certain uh, things that only the high priest uh, could cover and care for in verse 16, 
as he's basically the overseer of all the above, as the sort of president of the priesthood. Verse 16 says, And to the office of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, pertaineth the oil for the light, and the sweet incense, and the daily meat offering, and the anointing oil, and the oversight of all the tabernacle, and of all that therein is in the sanctuary, and in the vessels thereof. By this time, uh, Aaron's down to two sons, Nadab and Abihu, as we talked about previously, had died because they were careless or rebellious and or rebellious and were killed because they totally disobeyed God, offered strange fire. And so that was very important. I think uh, Eleazar and Ithamar have figured out by now how careful they need to be with the instructions of God. So we continue through verse 20. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying, Verse 18, Cut ye not off the tribe of the families of the Kohathites from among the Levites. Verse 19, But thus do unto them that they may live and not die when they approach unto the most holy things. Aaron and his sons shall go in and appoint them every one to his service and to his burden. Uh, verse 20 says, But they shall not go in to see when the holy things are covered, lest they die. So God's saying, Don't let the Kohathites die and get cut off because of this. Make sure that they follow these instructions. They have an important role, but it's limited. And we've talked so many times recently about women who cannot accept God's word, and so they want to be preachers and pastors. It's just rebellion. And uh, if I were a woman, I would not be a pastor. I wouldn't have this beard, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but uh, it's just ridiculous how rebellious people are, and they will not follow God's word. Just sad. And that's why our churches are such a mess. Everybody knows, everybody's smarter than God. So verses 21 through 26, we're just going to read through this. Um, as the sons of Gershom find their place in all of this. Uh, verse 21, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 22, Take also the sum of the sons of Gershon throughout the houses of their fathers by their families. Verse 23, From thirty years old and upward until fifty years old shalt thou number them all that enter in to perform the service, to do the work in the tabernacle of the congregation. Verse 24, This is the service of the families of the Gershonites to serve and for burdens. So it's self-explanatory. It goes right in. Let's go right into verse 25. And they shall bear the curtains of the tabernacle and the tabernacle of the congregation, his covering and the covering of the badger skins that is above upon it, and the hanging for the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And verse 26 says, And the hangings of the court and the hanging for the door of the gate of the court, which is by the tabernacle and by the altar round about, and their cords and all the instruments of their service, and all that is made for them, so shall they serve. So basically the outer shell covering of the tabernacle, uh, which were like uncovering a huge tent with several layers of massive coverings. Um, and the next two verses then summarizes things. Verse uh, 27 says, At the appointment of Aaron and his sons shall be all the service of the sons of the Gershonites in all their burdens and in all their service, and ye shall appoint unto them in charge all their burdens. This is the service of the families of the sons of Gershon in the tabernacle of the congregation. And their charge shall be under the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. So Ithamar, uh, the next in line uh, beyond behind Eleazar uh, in the office of high priest, sort of like the vice president of the priesthood. 
he would then have charge of the Gershonites. And we move on. We have some, some, something to say here when we get to the end of this, but we just want to move on to the third son of Levi, who is Merari, and his descendants. As we read uh, 2930, says that, As for the sons of Merari, thou shalt number them after their families by the house of their fathers from 30 years old and upward, even unto 50 years old, shalt thou number them that entereth into the service to do the work of the tabernacle of the congregation. So we see um, the sons of Gershon carrying the sort of uh, animal skin tarp that covers the structure of the tabernacle. And now the sons of Merari, the third son of Levi, um, and his descendants in, in particular, are assigned to that structure. What are you covering? you got the tent covering tarps and everything the sons of Gershon have. They're sitting on top of the structure, the actual hard structure, and that's what the sons of Merari are going to carry, the various boards, bars, pillars, etc. We pick up there in verses 31 through 33. And this is the charge of their burden according to all their service in the tabernacle of the congregation, the boards of the tabernacle and the bars thereof and the pillars thereof and the sockets thereof. You remember we talked about all that in uh, Exodus uh, where those these were all constructed. Verse 32, And the pillars of the court round about and their sockets and their pins and their cords with all their instruments and with all their service. And by name ye shall reckon the instruments of the charge of their burden. This is the service of the families of the sons of Merari according to all their service in the tabernacle of the congregation under the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. So now we know how in real life, during the real event, real history that took place uh, in the wilderness, 40 years, uh, we know who carried what and how the tabernacle would be torn down, packed up, carried, and then set back up uh, each time it was constructed, torn down, carried forth. And uh, that's very important information. Just think about it. If that was missing, it would uh, hurt the credibility of Scripture, but it is there. And so it helps the credibil- credibility, the ver- veracity of Scripture. And now we're going to be given the count of the males from 30 to 50 among the Kohathites, and the Kohathites, specifically the sons of three sons of Levi, uh, Gershon, uh, Kohath, Gershon, and Merari. So, uh, let's look, verses 34 to 37, it says, And Moses and Aaron and the chief of the congregation numbered the sons of the Kohathites after their families and after the house of their fathers, from thirty years old and upward, even unto fifty years old, everyone that entereth into the service for the work in the tabernacle of the congregation, and those that were numbered of them by their families were two thousand seven hundred fifty. And um, these, it says, uh, verse thirty-seven: These were they that were numbered of the families of the Kohathites, all that might do service in the tabernacle of the congregation, which Moses and Aaron did number according to the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. Now, some people say, "Why does it go into such detail and repetition and everything?" Because you can see how, even with such detail, people still try to blow this off. They still try to act like it's just myth and and not real. So it explains why God went to such lengths and was so specific. Um, And now uh, the sons of Gershon, it says in verse 38 through 41, And those that were numbered of the sons of Gershon, 
throughout their families and by the house of their fathers from 30 years old and upward even unto 50 years old every one that entereth into the service for the work in the tabernacle of the congregation even those that were numbered of them throughout their families by the house of their fathers were 2,630 these are they that were numbered of the families of the sons of Gershon of all that might do service in the tabernacle of the congregation whom Moses and Aaron did number according to the commandment of the Lord and now we come to uh, the sons of Merari from 42 through 45 and those that were numbered of the family of the sons of Merari throughout their families by the house of their fathers from 30 years old and upward even unto 50 years old every one that entereth into the service for the work in the tabernacle of the congregation even those that were numbered of them after their families were 3,200 these be those that were numbered of the families of the sons of Merari whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses Thank you, Lord, for helping my mouth and tongue to work better as we go through these verses. <laughs> but now we get the grand total. Uh, verse 46, All those that were numbered of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron and the chief of Israel numbered, after their families and after the house of their fathers. Verse 47, From thirty years old and upward, even unto fifty years old, every one that came to do the service of the ministry and the service of the burden in the tabernacle of the congregation. Drum roll, please. Verse 48, even those that were numbered of them were 8,504 score. Now, if you add up the numbers that were given for the Kohathites in verse 36, the Gershonites in verse 40, and the Merarites in verse 44, you'll see that it comes to the number totaled in verse 48, 8,580. Now, I want to interject here that if you ever find it hard to pay attention to chapters like this, I'm just being honest with you. It's because you're too self-focused. You think it's supposed to be about you. And it's not. When it's all about you, then you find nothing interesting in chapters like this, and you lose the blessing of reading it, and you lose what information you could glean from it. And in this case, it's not just about Kohathites, Gershonites, and Merarites. It's about God. God is precise in the count of all his creatures, and specifically of the tabernacle workers, 3,500 years ago, thereabouts. And so knowing God and his complete knowledge of all things, what we call omniscience, it assures us that God knows you. I know God knows me. And people like to joke about the fact he knows the number of hairs on your head. And it's like, well, he's got his, you know pretty easy job counting mine but there are hairs up there I just shave and I don't know how many there are God does maybe he counts these too that's how just pervasive the knowledge of God is but how much he cares for each one of us if you're bought by the blood of Christ he has purchased you with the blood of his own son and he knows your name um but the key is to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ when he said you put yourself last and that makes you first. Makes no sense when it comes to the world and the flesh. But Mark 8:35 Jesus said for whosoever will uh, shall I'm sorry, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's the same shall save it. I'm I believe that. I'm I'm trusting in that. Mark 9:35 says, And he sat down and called the twelve, and saith unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all, and servant of all. You lay down your life, and you serve the Lord by serving others. 
as John the Baptist said in John 3.30, he must increase, but I must decrease. And to the world, that's crazy talk, but it's the wisdom of God. So chapter 4 ends with verse 49 saying, According to the commandment of the Lord, they were numbered by the hand of Moses, everyone according to his service and according to his burden. Thus were they numbered of him as the Lord commanded Moses. If he put all the names of that, uh, was the number I said it was, is 8,580 people. Um, that's just the men, 30 to 50. And if he'd listed all those people, most of us wouldn't want to read that. But to God, every one of them is important. God knows every single one of them. And again, we read this sort of thing uh, time and again in Scripture. And I've seen this play out in nearly 35 years of ministry, my whole Christian life. I bet most of you listening to this study can say you've seen the same thing if you've been saved for very long at all. Those who enter the ministry with a wrong heart, if they're hound dogs who just want a name for themselves or they're the type of person who has to be the center of attention or they're a self-centered person, it's all about them. They fail in ministry. They quit or just go full heretic. I've seen it over and over. Some of them go into false teaching and anything to get attention like Diotrephus in the New Testament. Those who go into ministry for any reason other than serving the Lord faithfully as His spokesperson, simply preaching His gospel, teaching His word, uh, to simply, uh, simply as simply as, can, as we can to all who will listen, those are the people who make shipwreck. But if you go into ministry doing what He's called you to do for His glory, then you will succeed in ministry and please the Lord.